0: This morning is a, a special morning at Northside. It's a part of a really not just a tradition. It goes deeper than that. It's a part of our culture here at Northside. It's a part of really who we are um, and who God, we believe, has called us to be and why we do what we do. Uh, Back to School Sunday. I know you've maybe seen or heard that before, but it's, it's really integral to the rhythm and the flow of this congregation. It's a special day and uh, one of the things that makes it special is, is obviously praying for one another and starting Prayer pals again for the next year and all of that. But also, uh, I'll tell you just at the forefront, we're going to do things a little bit differently in the sermon in terms of there's not going to be a traditional invitation. I say traditional invitation is sometimes mostly offered at the end of the message. Uh, and that is a tradition. That's not a scriptural thing. It's just something we give people the opportunity to do. Uh, but just so you're aware, if you have a need or something uh, of a spiritual nature, come find me after the service, and I'll be glad to direct you to one of our shepherds if you don't know who they are, and we'll be glad to help you in any way. We always want to help people. That's our goal at Northside, is to help everybody at whatever stage of the journey they're on. And and we're here to help you, but just so you know, that invitation won't be a part of the the normal uh, uh, what you might expect today. So uh, today, as we think about back to school Sunday, I, I want to take you back a week ago as uh, I'm, I'm going to, to, as with many other parents, to take my son to you know, the bus, right, where the, the kids embark and get ready to go up the mountain. But this, this particular Sunday morning is a little different for me uh, because for the first time, and uh, at one point, I wondered if it, if it might be the last time. My, my son drove me to the church building. <laughs> Uh, now Tyler is a, is a good driver, and I tease him a little bit. But let me tell you, my relationship with Jesus has never been stronger. Uh, my my prayer life has never been as fervent as when I'm in the passenger seat, uh, because it is just one of those rites of passage that every parent goes through. We understand that. And and as he was driving, he's doing a good job. He's going along there on 235, and he doesn't really notice it. But I get a little misty-eyed because because I I just realize how quickly it's gone by. And I told him, I said, buddy. I was just driving you home from the hospital yesterday. And now you're driving me. And in a not-too-dear-distant future, you're going to be driving off to college. And after that, you're going to be driving off on your path in life. And I'll always be his dad. I'll always be there to impact and influence him. But, but as a parent, you just come up with these moments where it sort of hits you. It's a heart check. It's a gut check. Where like, man... Don't blink because life is just going by real fast. That's not just a me thing. All parents experience that. This day that's coming up here probably in the next one or two weeks for most of our students will be a, one of those moments, it's sort of a gut check, right? If you're sending kids off to school, it'll be like, how are you this age already? How are you going into middle school or high school? How are you ready for college uh, and, and and we'll have those little traditions. Your Facebook will be flooded with first day of school pictures and all of that. One dad did something kind of interesting. He started a tradition of his own. His name is Kevin Scruggs. And what he decided to do was interview his little daughter, Madison, uh, every day at the first day of school. And he, he compiled all those this year as she graduated, and he made it into a little video. If we'll bring down the lights, we'll show that video now. And where
1: are you going today? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. All right, Madison. It is hard to believe, but this is it—the end of your first day of school interviews. Are you ready? All right. I'm a sentimental dad and when they were really young and I, I knew, okay, someday this is all gonna be over and they're gonna go off into the world. Did you like kindergarten? Uh-huh. Do you wanna go back? Every day. Every day? Yeah. Good. We just made it a thing. We celebrated the first day of school and then the girls got really smart and said, uh, hey, maybe we should put ice cream around it. Is it gonna be hard? Maybe. Maybe. Did you get your bangs covered, second grade? Yep. And then as they got older, they got really smart and said, maybe we should go out to dinner. So it really just, it became an event at our house. I
2: like his rules, because he gives us a
1: lot more responsibility on our own. Connor's the tallest. Nice, huh? No. Oh. You wanted to be the tallest in your class? Yes. I was just going to be independent, so we don't have to follow lines, and we don't have to do all that stuff. Nice. That's and then I have lockers. When I was younger,
2: I didn't like them because I wanted to go um, hang out with my friends after school on the first day. And now I'm thankful for it, looking back on all
1: of it. You excited about about this school? Uh, kinda. <laughs> kinda. Best year of school. Like good old parties. <laughs> no. <laughs> you punk. What are you looking forward to the most your senior year of high school?
3: Prom and graduation.
1: As I'm watching it, uh, (laughs) as I'm watching it, I know the backstory. I know all the things that that have gone with that. And uh, I'm just, I'm super, super proud uh, of who she has become. I really, really am. All right. Love you, Madison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love you. Mm-hmm. Love you, kid. Mm-hmm. Love you. Love you, squishy. I love you. Love you I love you. love you. I love you, sweetie. Love you. Right, love you. Love you. Okay. I love you. I love you. It was a good first day. Yes. Mission accomplished. Yes.
0: If you're a parent, you can identify with that even if you haven't made a video, but I had to go back and get my handkerchief. It just gets me all sorts of weepy eye thinking about how fast it goes by right? as you watch in two and a half minutes a little girl grow into a young woman. We understand what a big deal the first day of school is in the rhythm of a family, in the flow of the ebb and flow of family life. And so today is much more than just a tradition that we do. You understand it's a part of, of a big part of who we are because our goal at Northside is to help everyone on the journey. And that includes, by the way, our families. To pour into them, to give them resources and tools to help them be more intentional parents. Because we know that day is coming when your senior in high school is sitting on the couch and you think, that's it. We're at the, you know, we're, we're at the end of this sort of season. We're closing this chapter of, of these videos. And you hope that you've done everything right. But listen, you haven't. Because you're not perfect. Because you're human. And so you need a, a perfect God who's going to walk with them on their journey, right? Just like you've messed up on your journey, they've, they're going to stumble on their, and that, that's why they have good parents, and that's why they have a good God, and that's why they have, by the way, a good church family. So today, back to school Sunday, is a big deal to us. We pause to pray for one another and with one another, and we remind each other that we are all designed to be a family, that church, regardless of the size, was a group of people. It was never designed to be a place. It was designed to be a group of people who would do so many things for one another, encourage one another, pray for one another bear one another's burdens. And so that's really a part of what this is today is all about. We we use this today to kick off prayer pals. And some of you may be new to Northside or you're a guest and you say, what's a prayer pal? A prayer pal is a faithful adult friend who's not their parent. And this person commits to praying faithfully every day for their prayer pal. And if you're sitting by your prayer pal this morning, I hope you can look at them and say, this past year, I've been praying for you every day. And maybe maybe I've told you about that, maybe I haven't. But I have been pouring into you. I have been going to battle for you. Taking your name to the throne room of heaven. That's what prayer pals do. You see, it's not just a program. It, it, it's, it's, it's a designed to be a way of living and understanding that the focus is not about us, it's about others as we are in this family together. So every Northside student, kindergarten through 12th grade, gets a prayer pal. That's one of the ways that we act in an intentionally intergenerational way. Um, It's a long-standing Northside tradition, as I've said. Over a generation of Northsiders have now been prayed for faithfully every day. And we are going to continue that. So it's not just good for them. I mean, it is good for them. But it's good for all of us to remind us that we do not battle alone, that we are in this battle together as a family. There's three good lessons for us as we think about prayer pals and back to school. Number one, prayer pals teaches us to start with prayer. Some say that we are losing the next generation. I mean, you can hear the hand-wringers, woe is us, woe is us, the church, the future, what's going to happen? Look at this generation, these millennials. I mean, what is going to happen? And they just get so full of fear and anxiety. And you know what I say to that? I think God's still on the throne. I think the church has survived many, many hard seasons over a 2,000 years. And God's still on the throne, and Jesus is still king, and the church is still going to survive. And if your trust is still in God, you got to understand that whatever happens with this generation, the church is going to be there. And so we don't respond at Northside with worry and fear and anger and angst and just cursing the next generation saying, Whoa, it's all going down the tubes. It's all gone now. No, no, no. We We still pray to the same God, and we still know he's going to work. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety, your worries, your fears onto him because he cares for you. Parents understand that. I mean, your worries and your fears walk around in a little body, right? <laughs> and we pray over them. And, and at Northside, you have somebody praying with them. The second is, the second lesson is that we pray together, right? I guess... There is an element of your prayer life that should be personal. I hope this past week you've spent some personal time with God, private, just you and Him talking about your heart, your wants, your needs, where you are, praying for other people, intercessory prayer, praising Him, adoring Him, confessing your sins, your struggles. I hope you've done that one-on-one. But listen, one of the things that the church is designed to do is to bring people around you who encourage you and support you um and that's what what church is really all about. We we have so many ways. Somebody sent me a prayer request this morning, just a text, and I said it's okay if I put it on the prayer chain because I want this to pe- go as many people as possible. Absolutely. Uh, some of you classes pray together for one another. You have this huge list of prayers for people. Why do we do that? Because we're not in this battle alone. Your families do that, your small groups do that. Prayer pals makes this Personal. Prayer pals makes this real. That's why if you're sitting by your prayer pal this morning, you need to know that the the student that's sitting beside you is not a program. It's not just a a, a tradition. It's not just, well, we've got to do it again. It is a person. It is a soul. And at some point, that soul is going to meet its maker. And if you do your job, you're going to help them to be prepared for that moment. It's, It's huge. And so we act Together. Ephesians 6, verse 18 says it's more than just a tradition, it's a battle. Pray in the Spirit on all kinds of occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. And the third is be faithful. Prayer Pals is about praying. 365 days of praying. For another person, and you 're going to go through different seasons of life, but you 're going to be in it together now, I, I kind of felt bad as I asked you all to sit together this morning because there 's one poor guy in the in the auditorium that just can 't do that, and that 's my prayer pal, jace Nelson now Jace is right here, so Jace come here, buddy now Jace you know Jace has been with me i don't know how long we've we been in prayer pals three, four three, years. three, four years. And so I've, I've grown with Jace through the seasons of life and we've shared stuff together and prayed for one another and it's a, it's a growing process, but that doesn't happen unless we both engage in being faithful. So, uh, you know, I feel like we're solid. Dude, I am just going to let you take the rest of the sermon. I'm going to have a seat right here. You just, you just let her go, man. You just. Dude, man, you're rocking it. I love you, and I'm praying for you. Now, have a seat, because, I don't know, it'll just be weird to have you up here while I'm preaching, but... That's the thing. You gotta be, to make that kind of impact, you have to be faithful in it. I know people who set alarms on their phone. They put little reminders on the mirror. Um, this year, I'm gonna, I'm looking into, hopefully we can send these out in the letters, a little magnet pouch like you have for the missions prayer request that we can mail to you and to put a picture of you and your prayer pal in your fridge or just anywhere where that magnet would stick to remind you to be about praying for them because faithfulness is what Matters. So it's it's more than just a person. It's more I mean it's more than just a program. It's about a person. It's about making a real impact. The church should be both intentional and intergenerational. That's what prayer pals is about for us. Our theme this year is all in, and, and that's that's a big part of what we're all in. We are all in for the next generation. Look around for just a second. Look around at the auditorium. Just take a second. Look around if you're in this. Cameras span out on the audience and stop looking at the big guy. Uh, look at look at the audience for just a second. I want to tell you what I see. I see a blending of generations. Okay. Now this is one thing that makes Northside very different, and this is not to brag. This is I'm just telling you. This is a part of who we are. Okay. Some churches you go in, and uh, as one preacher put it, there's a lot of cotton in the fields. Okay? There's a lot of white hair. There's, there's, uh, there, everybody's over uh, you know, 60 or 70. And it's not that they don't want young families and young people, but they just haven't been intentional about reaching them. And so they don't have them, and so they don't, they don't hear babies cry during worship. And the nursery is seldom opened. And that's a very sad spot to be in. So when you see a little mama bringing in a child or struggling with a kid or taking them out of worship, uh, or a young dad, you know what? You, just, you better love on those people and say, I'm so glad you're here, and I know that you have a decision to make when you come. But at Northside, we do that. We are about helping people, and we want a generationally blended. But there's other churches on the other end of that spectrum where you don't see anybody older than 30, right? I don't know. They just had age requirements and say, you're out of here. You're not cool enough anymore, right? Well, you don't see that here either, okay? We are intentionally intergenerational. So if you're a young family, you have people who are older than you, more experienced than you, and wiser than you, and they want to pour into you. They're not about judging you. They're about helping you. And if you're an older person, you think, man, I'm past my prime. I don't have anything to contribute. False. You have someone to pray for, and you can pour into and speak wisdom to and love. It makes such a huge difference, and it's important for us to be intentional and intergenerational. So, can I ask for just a second, um, if you are aged 5 to 18, if you are between the ages of 5 and 18, will you just stand up right where you are for just a minute? The Apostle John said, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. You see, if you're at this stage of life, you need to know you have a church family who loves you, who is there for you, and who is here for you now, but will be here for you in the future as you grow into a young adult. We know that God's going to use you, and we are excited because, and especially if you are baptized into Jesus Christ, you are not the church of tomorrow. You are the church of today. We're going to see that tonight, and I'm so excited for the next generation. But you need to understand that God's going to use you where you are, first Timothy 4.12. Do not let anyone look down on you because you were young, but set an example for the believers. You, if you're standing up right now, just look around, okay? Just look at around all these people that you need to teach, that you need to set an example for. How do you do that? He says, set an example in speech, in life, in love, in faith, in purity. You guys are a huge part of who we are, it's, and, and, and we love you, and we want you to know we're here for you. You guys can, can have a seat, but that's what it means to be intentional and intergenerational is that we pray for you and we walk with you. So this morning, for the rest of the time, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask our shepherds to be a part of this process, and, and we're going to join together as a family to pray specifically for four groups of people. Four groups that we really want to focus on in prayer for this time in worship. So the first is we want to pray for grandparents and parents. Psalm 127 verse 3 says that children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Your children, your grandchildren are a great blessing. And we've been talking about stewardship. So my question to you is not just how many kids or grandkids do you have? How are you stewarding? The blessing that you've been given. Talking to my friend and, and fellow staff mem- member Elaine Denman, and she was she has a special thing called Grand. Is it Grand Camp? It's 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 a special time with her and Daryl and her grandkids as they intentionally pour into them. One of the rules is no phones, no iPads. Why? Because she wants to intentionally pour in. She's got all sorts of activities. Rock painting and different activities around town. But it's all designed to bring them back to here. Because Elaine and Daryl are not so much worried about what they're doing out here. They're aiming for here. And grandparents especially. And parents too. You have a special place in your child's heart. and And you make an impact in their lives. Her grandkids will not forget. Is it grand camp? I hope I'm saying it right. Um, They are not going to forget that time, even though they're like, oh, we can't use our phones. We can't be on the iPad. But when they get to where Elaine is, they're going to say, kids, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what my grandmother and my grandfather did for me. We're going to do it for you. They're like, you mean we can't use our holograms anymore or whatever technology (laughs) they have? That's making an impact. That's legacy, folks. And we want to pray for our parents and grandparents to do the same. So if you are a parent or grandparent this morning, I'm going to ask you to stand. One of our shepherds is now going to pray for you. Doug Wagner will come on up. Parents, grandparents, stand as Doug leads us in prayer.
4: Let's pray together, please. God, our Father, you are our creator. From the mountains to the valleys, from the oceans to the prairies, everything in this world came from you, and we are so blessed. But, Father, you created something even more important to each of us, and it's the family. Father, we know you could have done it differently. You could have created robots. When one unit of production wore out, It would simply be replaced by a fully formed, fully educated, fully experienced unit. But Father, in your wisdom and your grace, you gave us infants that are beautiful and growing and entirely helpless. Father, you gave us grade school children who are curious and imaginative and full of energy and occasionally... Their behavior drives us nuts. And Father, you gave us teenagers with their potential and their energy and their view to the future and just a dose of rebellion. And Father, we praise you this morning for the family, for your design, that parents would have responsibility for their children, that grandparents would only get to that spot after they served as parents. Father, we are humbly not able to meet those tasks. Our children exceed our ability to guide them. We're tired. We're humble. we We are weak. We are attacked by Satan. I pray for every parent here, every dad and every mom, every father, every mother, every step-parent, every grandparent who has assumed parental responsibilities. I pray that you give us energy and courage and perseverance and faith. I pray that we would all leave, lift up each other's arms. I pray that that someone that, that on occasion I would take somebody's child because they could use a break and that they would take mine because I could use a break. Father, I pray that each parent here would look around and see their children as individual, beautiful blessings from you. Clay to be molded, to be guided, that somehow through our imperfect efforts, that we will, we will bring them to the threshold of adulthood and we will be proud of them. Father, for grandparents, I pray that you will give us energy and determination not to be tired, not to, uh, not to look away, not to, uh, not to wash our hands, but to be fully engaged, that we can give, uh, give some wisdom, that we might give, offer some guidance, that we can show uh, how to live into older age, that we can show how to be gracious under attack, how we can be bold when, uh, when boldness is called for. Father, for every situation and every heart, I pray your blessing this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Doug. Thank you for having have a seat. And uh, our second group of people are are no less important. They are the people that, uh, well, you can just tell what they do because right about this season of the year, they're kind of started walking a little lower and a little, little more, less joy in their face. Um... Summer is quickly coming to an end, but it's our teachers and influence, and I say that facetiously, uh, many of the teachers in influence almost have a spring in their step because they're excited to meet those excited little faces uh, or big faces. They are excited to have those students in the class. They're ready to teach passionately, right? They're not just doing it for a paycheck. They're not just try- trying to wait out the years till you know, they get their pension. They are passionate and engaged teachers and influencers both in the classroom and around the classroom. And that happens in a lot of different ways. Public school teachers, private school teachers, homeschoolers, people who influence, uh, Full-time, part-time, people who are in the administration, people who serve in a para role, bus drivers, tutors, support staff, lots of people we would call the teachers and influencers who have the opportunity to influence by example. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. You know, you may feel underappreciated, but your impact should never be underestimated. You always, forever, in your mind, and your heart, will remember your first grade teacher, your second grade teacher, your third grade teacher. You know who it was. My first grade teacher is Mrs. Harms. Right? Sweet, sweet old lady. Except if you made her mad, then she was not so sweet. But, she, I, she, I will forever remember her. She's right here. Teachers have that kind of impact. People in the schools have that kind of impact. So if you are a teacher or an influencer in any sort of way in our school systems, please stand up right now. Please stand up. Teachers, influencers, impactors, paraprofessionals, bus drivers, uh, tutors, anything like that, one of our shepherds, Brian Middleton, will now be praying for you and the impact you make. Brian?
2: Almighty God, the source... Of all knowledge, we act at your direction and your instruction. We come to you now on behalf of the teachers and influencers in our midst. No matter what the topic they teach, there are always opportunities to show and to tell your words and your will. We pray as the Christian teachers at Northside interact with both the Christian and non Christian students and others, friends, and colleagues. You'll give our teachers wisdom to know how to act, knowledge of what to say, and strength to do exactly what you want. Let them teach well, both the subject that they're assigned, and teach your grace, your mercy, and your justice. pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: The third group that we pray for, as as their teachers and influence have a seat, is our students. And we kind of break this up into two halves. The first is our younger students, uh, those who are part of our Safari to the Sun uh, children's ministry here at Northside, those who are part of the Loft class, uh, basically in the if kindergarten through sixth grade. If you are in kindergarten all the way, if you're going into kindergarten up through and into sixth grade, would you please stand now this morning? Just stand right where you are, kindergarten through sixth graders. You are told, you are instructed in the Bible to, to do some things. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this pleases Him. Obey and honor Him and bring glory to Him by listening to your teachers and your parents and your grandparents. Uh, be just like Jesus in all you do in this coming school year, your behavior and how you treat one another. There's going to be that kid at school that everybody picks on, I don't want you to be that way. There's going to be that kid at school that nobody sits by. I want you to be brave enough to go sit with them, show them love, be like Jesus in all you do, and know that you have a church family that prays for you too. Brent Groves is now going to come up and pray on your behalf for our kindergarten through sixth grade students. As you stand, Brent will pray.
3: Our Father in heaven, what beautiful, precious souls are standing in front of us right now. Father, we, we can only look at the example that you gave us. Your own son came and grew uh, from an infant and grew up, growing in wisdom and growing in stature and, and growing in favor with you, God our Father and man. Father, I pray for that same growth for these kids. Father, that growth and that learning is going to take a lot of different paths this year as they learn. I pray, Father, that they will first be surrounded by good teaching, good teachers, wise mentors, and trusted friends. Help them, Father, to learn to choose their friends carefully. And Father, I pray they will learn, but most of all learn, the truth. The truth that comes from your word. And Father, let that truth sink into their hearts. And Father, let that truth sink in so deep that it develops and grows into a trusting faith. A trusting faith, Father, that walks with you, learns to trust in you, because the test will come. They're going to have tests of many kinds that the teacher gives them in school, but Father, we know the world throws tests at them, Satan throws tests, and Father, grant them the understanding that comes from your word and comes from walking with you. Father, as plants put down roots, I pray that they will put down their roots deep, deep into understanding... the deep love that you have for them. Father, I pray that they'll just learn that love and grasp just how wide and deep that love is. And Father, the love that we have for them also. A love that says you will always be one of us, a child of God. A fellow person in this church that we care and love about deeply. Father, so we ask you to bless them. Bless them with good days and good, good learning and joy in that learning of your truth. Thank you, Father, for each and every one of them. In Jesus I pray. Amen.
0: Last but certainly not least, as our kindergarten through sixth graders sit down, we want to pray over our 7th through 12th grade students. The NSYG, the the youth group here at Northside, is a special group and always has been a a special part of who we are. Some of them are down here, some of them are spread out, but if you are a student in 7th through 12th grade, would you stand up at this point? I realize most of you are sort of uh, kind of the walking dead after a week of camp, and you're pretty exhausted, so uh, don't, don't fall asleep while you're staying. That won't be good, but... Never, never, ever underestimate your abilities and your impact in the kingdom, right? Even even if you think, oh, I'm," don't never say the word just. I'm not just a teenager. I'm not just in the youth group. God has called you to make an impact, and we know that you do. Obviously, you're prayed over. Jim can show you probably several hundred text messages of people that have been praying for him and praying for you all as you were at camp this week. Um, the impact that we know that you have. We invest into you financially, spiritually, relationally. We are all about the next generation here at Northside. So we take that seriously. First Timothy 4.12, I'll give it to you again. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. I'm just a 7th grader. I'm just an 8th grader. I'm just a ninth grader. I'm just a sophomore, a junior, or a senior. But set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, and in faith. In purity. One of our shepherds, Clayton McCullough, will now be coming up to pray for you, not just for the experience that you've had this week, it was a mountaintop experience, but to be pray for you as you come back into the flatlands, uh, geographically, but maybe spiritually as well. Clayton?
5: Let's pray. Gracious, holy, and loving Father, this morning we come praising you for who you are, praising you for your mercy, and praising you for your grace, and understanding that without your grace we are nothing. Today we come we come before you to ask a special prayer on our teens as they prepare to start another school year. May they always rejoice in you. May they always look to you. May they always trust in you. May they not be anxious about anything, but in all the things of this world, may they always come to the foot of your throne to lay their troubles down. Help them. Help them through your spirit to be strong and courageous, to know that their God, that their Savior goes with them wherever they go. As they start this school year, as they, as they make new friends, as, as they become influencers to others. May your light shine. May your glory shine through their actions and what they do. And Lord, may they always abound in your love. May they be strong in their Lord. And may they put on the full armor that you have given them to protect them from the devil's schemes. There are many things that will be, that they will be challenged with each and every day. But may they always know that the love of this church body, the love of their families, but most of all, that your love, your love that sent your son to this earth and made the ultimate sacrifice, that that is their worth. You have shown them their worth in the fact that they were worth enough that you sent your son and made that sacrifice. May they always know that. I thank you for your son. I thank you for the gift that he gave through his sacrifice. And I just pray that each and every day that these teens will grow closer to you. They come from team camp this week, and I just pray that that energy and that fire will continue, that they will continue to deepen in their faith walk with you, and understand that through all things, you are there, and you will guide them, and you will protect them. It's in your son's name we pray, amen.
0: I just had to laugh here as the teens were standing. One of them, I had a mug root beer. I don't know if that was... uh, Yeah, Gideon, guilty. (laughs) I'll just use that during the sermon. Thanks. Um, Well, the question is, what's next, right? What do we do? It's good to pray here, but that's got to continue. And that's where the next part of this is where you take on... The challenge so um, here 's what I want you to do. Uh, you should have got one of these blue forms. I know not all of them were printed in blue, but you have a blue form or, or one like it, pull it out, get, a, get something to write with um, The first thing we really want you to do is is fill that out today. Okay? That would be very helpful, and it doesn 't take but thirty seconds to fill it out. If you and your prayer pal want to remain together, that's fine. If you and your prayer pal want to meet different people and, and and try different folks, that's also fine too. No judgment either way. If you don't know who a prayer pal might be, there's a list on the back. And if it's got a star by it, that means they and their prayer pal have already decided to remain together. If it doesn't, you might talk to that person. And uh, But anyway, fill it out today. That'll be very helpful. And uh, put those those green boxes by the door and just fill those out and drop them in. And then all you have to do is wait. Uh, we're going to have these mailed out by August 30th, so here very shortly, we're going to uh, assemble the lists, and we're going to provide you some resources. One is a script, set of scripture cards and uh, 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 verses to pray through. You can intentionally purpose pray each day for your student with a specific scripture in mind, which is so good. I want another one, and again, we're trying. I don't know if this is exactly going to happen, but we're going to try to get a magnet pouch for you and and the prayer pile. You can put your picture in there to put that on your fridge and uh, hope that that will be helpful to remind you to be praying for your student every day. Third thing is you got to follow through. You just got to follow through. You got to connect. Uh, after we mail out the letters on August 30th and you get your assignment, you know, just find your prayer pal. Even if it's the same prayer pal, just say, hey, you and I are together, you know, tell me how I can pray for you specifically. Um, and, and just be about connecting. And if you're new prayer pals, make sure you go find them. Don't make them find you. Don't make them wonder. Uh, go introduce yourself and, and, and who you are and get to know them a little bit so you can have specific things to pray for them about. Stay in touch. Uh, do it in person and calling texting social media, go get coffee or what have you but but stay connected right it 's not about a program it 's just staying connected with the person that makes the difference and to do that it 's not just about starting today it 's about following through for the next three hundred and sixty five days so be faithful in that as we 've talked about we 've been talking about being faithful and that's that 's the last thing you 've got to pray faithfully, just find time to take and Pray over your student. Whether that's part of your regular prayer time or you, you specifically carve that out or you set an alarm on your phone or however you do it, pray faithfully for your student every day. We know it makes an impact. I can tell you the kind of impact it makes, but uh, don't just take my word for it. Uh, here's, let's hear for some prayer pals. Again, bring down the lights, guys, and uh, let's hear for some Northside prayer pals and the impact it's made upon them. And as you're watching this video, fill out your forms.
1: to make a difference in someone's lives um, to be able to to get involved more with someone here.
2: It was a great opportunity to um, make a relationship um, with someone who's younger that I might not get to know. Uh, I think I'm going
3: on my ninth year, ninth? I think. The near as I can figure it's been about 15 years
1: I was a prayer pal uh, with an older, like a teenager, uh, a couple of years. Since it started. Because I know there's always someone praying for me.
5: She's giving me tips and stuff uh, about uh, the real world and uh, the, my walk with
3: God. Having Ellis as a prayer pal. Has, I guess, made me more deliberate in my prayer life.
1: She's always an encouragement and is always there. I know he's always praying for me.
2: And Coco Dolce is probably our place, I like, to go there a lot. Uh, last night we went, uh, to go get, uh, pizza and then we did, like, the shopping
5: thing for the, uh, school. And then we went to get some ice cream, and that was really fun last night. Um,
2: Him coming to all my
1: school um, plays. We would get together for dinner here, and we would talk about how our week was going.
2: I get to see him every day at Sunday and talk to him. Think about when his name pops into my head is when I stop for the day and pray for him.
1: It helps me to uh, focus on uh, someone outside myself. It's just a unique experience to,
2: um, again, have a relationship with someone you might not know. I do it because... You get connect, to connect with a ton of families. That's really important that kids have more than just their parents in their life uh, as an adult. such an opportunity to grow yourself and to serve and, uh, and to be blessed.
1: Don't need much. No, it doesn't take a lot. All you need to touch I can work with what you got Work with what you got Is that good? It's yeah. really good Good
0: job, you're well, thank you we get it. right We did good Alright, anything else you want to add? so cool to see the impact that it makes. And as you understand, it's about in being intentionally intergenerational, but it is huge for us to be purposeful in prayer. This morning, as I said, we're not going to offer a traditional invitation, but here in a minute we're going to stand and sing a song. And um, again, if you need prayers from this family in any sort of way, come find me and I'll be glad to pray with you and I'll be glad to connect you with our shepherds who will pray with you and for you. So let's sing together, as we recall, and please fill out your forms and put those in the green boxes as you leave this morning. That would be very helpful. Let's stand and sing together.